give me the mouth of the learned that I'll speak only as you'd have me speak. And I thank you this day that not one person shall leave here unchanged, that they shall see truth and it'll rest you in their thinking and it will change their thoughts. It is our teacher, so we depend totally upon him. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you this morning about grace. Hallelujah. Grace, God's hold on me. Grace, God's hold on me. Hallelujah. I dare say that we have touched exactly where we're going with this grace. But there is a wide misunderstanding in the body of Christ about grace. Grace isn't just forgiving you of your sin. Grace is the ability to live above sin. I don't have to sin. Praise God, hallelujah. Sin makes a coward out of somebody. Makes a failure out of somebody. And God never made a failure. Grace is God's ability in you to live holy and victorious here in this life. Praise God. What is grace? Grace is Jesus Christ's merit and his standing before God the Father placed at your disposal. It is Jesus Christ's standing and his merit. What kind of merit does Jesus have? What kind of standing does he have with God the Father? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's set down to your credit. He was your stand-in and he was your agent. While you was yet a sinner, Christ died for you. Now, if he done that for you while you was yet a sinner, what will he do for you since you've been a saint? Since you've been born again? Amen? Let me read you this out of Ephesians uh, uh, 2, 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he has loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together, or made us alive together, or imparted God's life to you. By grace was you saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, that's a foreign thing to most Christians. Most Christians, the highest analyzing of their self is that they'd be some kind of forgiven sinner, that they would be uh, blessed because they live right. But grace takes it out of your hands and puts the whole thing on Jesus Christ. It takes it out of you trying to prove your merits. Are you trying to live a perfect life? I don't try to live perfect. I don't try to live holy. I don't try to live sanctified. Jesus has already made me that. So therefore, I don't have to try. This Christianity is all Jesus Christ. It's not you doing it. See, if you could do it, that would call that works. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We're totally set free, totally redeemed. The body of Christ needs to see that whatever is in the grace of God is already set down to my credit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. What is grace? It's what God the Father has done in Christ that cannot... Now I ain't, I, 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 I'm going to say that again because it's too good. It's just too good to just say it. What is grace? It is what God the Father did in Christ in the death, burial, and His mighty resurrection that set down to your credit that cannot be reversed. Can't be reversed. Well, I know it, but what if I miss it? Well, what if you do? You didn't make the deal as Jesus and God. You got in on it by grace. Well, I'm trying to live right. Well, good, you ought to try to live right. Your hair brain or something? Thank God saved you to live like an idiot? Huh? An idiot wants to be a failure. An idiot wants to be a sinner. Man, when I got, before I got saved, I exhausted the subject on sin. I'd done been there and seen it and had 10 of them. I rode a mule one time around the world backwards just looking at what all I'd done. That's the dumbest thing in the world. And Christianity has been presented in such a way that it's dumb. Well, now, bless God, when you walk before God, He's going to open that book and let's see what you've done. He's going to open the Lamb's book of life and said, I wrote your name in it before the foundation of the earth. And I'm saying right now, you was well pleasing to me. You, what did I do, Lord? You went and visited someone in the jail. You went and told your neighbor about Jesus. You went over and laid hands on a sick man for me. Hallelujah. Whatever you do for God, it's counted good. What about the failure? That came under the curse. Jesus was a curse for you. Can you say amen? So what is grace? I think that's a pretty good definition. What God done in the Lord Jesus Christ that set down to your credit that cannot be reversed. That takes the failure fact out of it. It ain't no failure in this. Can you say amen? Ain't no failure in it. How come? You mean I can't fail? You didn't make the deal. Jesus died for you. Jesus cut a new covenant. He cut it for man. He was the son of man, but he was the son of God. He's the one cut the deal. He cut it for two families. Families that had been separated since the fall of Adam has been put back together, and that standing that Adam had, you've been restored to that very standing. I can walk and talk in the cool of the day with my God. My God ain't mad at me even if I fail. Why? Because Jesus put something down that can't be reversed. Can't be reversed. Why, you liable to lose. When I first come around full gospel people, half of them was losing their salvation three or four times a week. Every time they missed something, well, I done lost my salvation. Had to get down front and squall and bawl and hoop and holler, slang snot and everything else like some idiot. 
Are you listening to me? That's pitiful. You know, me as a heathen would watch that. And after I got saved, I thought, my God, this is pitiful. This is pitiful. I thought I got some. Look, when I got saved, I turned white on the inside like I drank a quart of white shoe polish. Well, you got to get clean. I saw a sign on the church the other day. said, uh, you may be fishers of men, but someone's got to clean them. I thought, why well, ain't that? I ought to take my truck and just run over that sign. Well, that's pitiful. See, a heathen out there thinks that. And that church, they think that. And 90% of the Christians think, well, I got to clean my act up. Bless God, God's done cleaned your plow. He's done cleaned your act up. You are already now sanctified. You are already now righteous. You are righteous. You're so holy you can receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. What is this called? Called grace. This is called grace. Let me read you a definition or two of grace. I had David look them up on different things. Grace, the divine influence operating in man. The state or condition of being pleasing and acceptable to God. Now, if it hardly ups ever preacher going, you still pleasing to God. If it hair lips your great-grandma and all the rest of them, you're still accepted and pleasing to Almighty God. You cannot live as thinking you're a failure. You cannot live victorious thinking I don't please God. You're well pleased. What did I do to be so pleased? You accepted Jesus. You accepted the work of the death, burial, and the resurrection. I believe Christ was raised for me. Hallelujah. He died for me. He was buried for me. My old man disappeared. He's gone. I am a brand new creation made in the very holiness of Almighty God. Praise God. Why, you must think you're something. I do. I think I'm what God made me. And I ain't going to fight God with my mouth. Amen. I got way under better sense than that. Praise God. Unger's Dictionary said, Grace bestows Christ's merit and Christ's standing upon you forever. Now, they can, they can understand Greek. Our Bible was originally written in Greek. It wasn't written in English. That's why we have trouble uh, with other countries. They can't understand our English, and we try and understand Uganda or something. You get, it's hard to translate. But listen, the Greek, they knew Greek. They studied alphabet again. They knew the alphabet. They know everything about it. Bless God. Now listen to this. Grace bestows Christ's merit and Christ's standing upon you forever. <laughs> you can't get it off. It don't wash off. It ain't nothing you can do about it. It's on you. You might as well have sense enough to use it. You might as well have understanding. Bless God, I got something on me that's going to be forever. 16 million years after I'm in heaven, it's still going to be on me. Well, when did you get it on? The minute I got born again. Hallelujah. 
I got the grace of God's bestowed on me. Man, I'm a favorite with God. Hallelujah. I can come boldly. I don't have to slip up the back door and get a hand out. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. Obtain mercy to find grace to help in a time of need. When I'm in need, bless God, I got a God that I'm a favorite with. He thinks I'm something. Oh, hallelujah. He thinks I got it. He thinks I got the goods. Amen. Well, I ain't going to fight it because it's true. He's the one done it. You were created in Christ under good works. You were created that way. You're not going to be, well, you know, folks think Christianity is some kind of development. Only development you're going to get is in your thinking. You're going to have to straighten your thinking out. Now, as far as who you are, you can't get no better. You're in union with the resurrected, glorified God. You're in union. He's the vine, you are the branch. He that's joined to the Lord's one spirit. He ain't two or three spirits in you. You got one spirit in you, the spirit of Almighty God, the Holy Spirit, the, uh, uh, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now listen to this. Grace, it's not merely the initiate, initiatory act of God in grace which secures the believer and his eternal salvation. Now it isn't just because you got born again. That ain't what... That ain't what grace is. Now listen to him. Grace is not merely the initial act of salvation, but also that which maintains throughout the entire life of the Christian believer. That grace going to keep me saved. That grace going to keep me safe. I ain't got to act just right and do this right. Oh, hold your mouth just right. Bless God, hallelujah. It ain't a one under my sound of my voice. At this last week, you didn't do something wrong. Ain't no one him but me that ain't done nothing wrong. I tried to, but I just couldn't. See how ignorant that is? You shine the light on something, you see the truth about it. So what if I missed it? The blood of Jesus Christ has covered it. The grace of my God had not only saved me, but it keeps me saved. What's going to keep you saved? The grace of Almighty God. Who can destroy it? Nothing can. Once you're in God's hand, no man can pluck you out of God's hands. Why? Because the grace of God. Ooh, glory. My faith reached out and grabbed God. But bless God, something bigger than that reached out and grabbed me called grace. Something bigger than my little old peanut faith went into action. Something more than me just believing God. Everything God has, the grace, the love, the healing, the prosperity, everything God has, has done got a hold on me. It ain't just going to keep me saved. I mean, just save me, it's going to keep me saved. It's not only going to heal me. You know, when I got saved, I had a cancer on my lip. I had high blood pressure. Man, my, my blood pressure was high as a peck of woods hole. Hallelujah. Doctor told me, he said, man, I need to put you in the hospital. You're going to have a heart stroke. 
I didn't care nothing about a heart stroke or who stroke or nothing else. Heathen. Hallelujah. But when I got born again, that cancer disappeared off my lip and that high pressure, that high blood pressure left like a snowball in the hot August sunshine. I'm telling you, it left there, praise God. I'll tell you what, I couldn't half breathe. I, a lot of days when I'd be drinking, I'd smoke a carton of cigarettes, run out, have 10 or 12 lit at one time. Bless God, hallelujah, three days after I say, I, I got lungs. I got lungs. I can breathe. Someone says, is sin to smoke? No, it ain't no sin to smoke. You know, you just have to go to hell to put it out, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, ain't nothing wrong. You know, I ain't, I ain't downing anybody no matter what they do. That's between them and God. But them things ain't good for you. Alcohol is not good for you. I, God, didn't, God didn't want to shortchange your fun. Well, he put them, made me quit cigarette. Well, he's trying to keep you alive, nut. Them things ain't good for you. Well, he cut me off. I used to just like a few little highballs every night. Do you know that stuff will eat your liver up? How many of you ever heard of the ferocious liver? Huh? That thing's ferocious. Fella come to the store one time. He said, my son, I said, what is, dude? He said, the doctor said I had the ferocious liver. I said, I don't doubt it. <laughs> He's drinking that wine hand running. No, God ain't trying to shortchange your big time. He's wanting you to have a big time. You know it's a big time? I can wake up and breathe. It's a big time. Uh, look. It's a big time that I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and go get me a drink. It's a big time that I don't have to be subject to something that had a hold on me. Bless God, something else has done got a hold on me. It's called the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love unconditionally that won't never let me fail. Can you shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace is what God has done in Christ for the whole of humanity. Can you say amen? It ain't just going to get you saved, it'll keep you saved. But how are you going to stay saved in all this heathen world? I don't have a bit of problem. Fellow asked me, he said, Sullen, do you ever want a drink? He said, you ever kind of, you know, you ever get you a little drink? I said, man, I drink all I want to now. said, you do? He about ready to join the church. <laughs> How many times are we going to take communion a day? You know, make a nice joke out of it. I drink all I want to. I just don't want to. My want to change. I mean, I don't ever, it don't ever cross my mind. Wouldn't a good cold beer with, you know, ice on the outside of that... Uh, Coors, you know, man, wouldn't that be? That don't never cross my mind. You know, before I got saved, I never did drink water. Now I like water. How many know water's good for you? 
You listen to God, you'll drink you some water. Hallelujah. They don't cross. said, you don't ever want to drink, you don't ever take it. I said, drink all I want to. All I want to. Folks, I spilled more of my time than most folks ever drank. Do you know that? Hallelujah. My whiskey bill run two or $300 a week. That was at one whiskey store. I don't do I, If nothing else, I'm saving a little money. <laughs> Something's got a hold on me. Something, the goodness of God's got a hold on me. You know, we, we I see bumper stickers, turn or burn. Hell ain't half full. Yeah, that ain't good news. Good news that our God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. That's good news. We've never told the world the truth. We've never told a wine, oh, God's done saved you. We've never told a dopehead, God's already died for you. He's already blessed God, set you free from that dope. All you got to do is accept it. Don't you go to hell. Already in enough hell now. My God, something done got a hold on me. <laughs> Grace, now listen to this, Richard Jordan. Grace is not against good works. Grace is not against good works. It simply does not bless on the basis of good works. You ain't blessed because you've done good, bad, evil, if you've done excellent, if you've done the best you can do, that ain't going to affect this grace business. We receive blessing from God based solely on the merits of His Son, blessing freely given to us in Christ and nowhere else. The complete, completeness that is in Christ means Deliverance from trying to be good and do right in order to be accepted by God. Isn't that what Christianity, isn't that just opposite from what Christianity is saying? Well, you got to live right. You ask most folks, they ain't say, they said, are you saved? Well, I try to live right. I'm trying to do the best I can. See, they think doing good and being good and trying to do this. Hallelujah, it ain't you. Jesus has done made you good. Jesus Christ has already made you accepted as a favorite with Almighty God. What if Christianity see this? Why, they turn the world upside down. Amen? Grace is an expression or demonstration of God's unconditional love. He's done expressed unconditionally. Well, it's got to be some kind of conditions in it. It sure is. You accept Jesus and the work he's done. That's all. Well, I know it, but Brother Sullivan, that's too simple. It's so simple that any man can be saved. It's so simple that God himself can keep you holy and ready to receive all the days of your life if you'll accept the grace of God. Well, now, I ain't worthy. You ever heard folks say, well, we ain't nothing but old sinners saved by grace. 
Say, I ought to stop on the side of the highway and get a dead armadillo and whoop them on the head. Been down on the road about three days. They'd never forget it. Amen, that's pitiful. That is pitiful. That is pitiful. That's what the body of Christ, that's what we, I ain't, I ain't blaming other people. I'm talking about we. We're in this thing together. I don't care if you Baptist, Catholic, bless God, we're in this thing together. Hallelujah, and that's what we've preached. And we've failed miserably. We've taken the law out of the Old Testament and brought it over into the New Covenant and said, bless God, if you don't do this, the curse will come. If you don't do this, sickness will come. If you don't do this, failure will come. Bless God, Jesus became a curse for you for his written curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. You read the curse and it said poverty. You read the curse and it said sickness. You read the curse and it said your children will run off and you can't do nothing about them. That's a curse. That's a, that's a filthy, spewed out of hell curse. And the body of Christ said, well, you know, I didn't raise my kids right. How many folks you know did? My folks didn't raise me right. They carried me up to First Baptist Church, put me out the front door. I went through there and went out the back door over the Continental bus stage, played the pinball machine. Say, so, well, how come they didn't carry you to church? I don't know. I don't know. But let me tell you something. About the time I was about 17, 18, my mama got saved. And she got the Holy Ghost. And she got to serving God and doing fine, but she got mixed up with some hairdo Pentecost folk. Started trying to see how high you could grow your hair, how long you wear your dress, wipe all the licks tipped off, and look like the Holy Ghost. You know, we're the temple of the living God. You know, in the temple in the Old Testament, they had the most beautiful colors in the world. Looked like someone ought to see that. All kind of colors, badger skin, all that. Had them dyed different colors. And she'd come among Pentecostal folks. And all they did was try to keep someone saved and talk about how you've sinned and how you've done wrong and what you've done wrong and how you're going to hell and how you can lose your salvation. Let me tell you something. I don't believe it's possible for you to lose your salvation. Now, in the fifth chapter of 1 John, he said, if you don't like it, you know, someone that's mature, been used in the gifts, supernaturally, that's a different story. But I don't know. I've never met someone I thought lost their salvation. Are you listening to me? She forever saying something like that to me. Boy, you going to hell. You are, man, God hates sin. And you sin manifested in the flesh. I felt like the lowest fellow in the world. And I didn't try to do any better. I tried to get worse. If that, if that don't please you, bless God, wait till I do something. See how you like that. I was senior in high school. I come in one day. She put me out of my own house. She said, you can't have sin in this house like that. 
had my suitcases out on the front porch. I told my daddy, I said, Daddy, you ain't going to let her do that, are you? And he laughed. Put me down the road. Senior. We had a little old cabin out in the woods. I went and stayed down there. Looked up about three days. Here he come. He wasn't laughing then. She done put him out. <laughs> you know what? Go around will come around. Amen. Unconditional favor with God. Unconditional love with God. There is no condition. Y'all think about it, and y'all find one condition where God will quit loving you. Find one condition where God won't bless you. It ain't there. You have to go to a preacher to get that. That's not in the Bible. They have to go over to cemetery, a seminary to learn how to learn how to be, teach somebody what a failure they are. There is no failure in Christianity. How can I fail if I got 1 John 1, 9? If I miss it, I confess my sin and head on towards the mark. I forget those things which are behind. Paul said, forget them things and press on towards the prize for the high calling of God. Forget it. You can't amount to a hill of beans sitting around thinking how I miss God. Hallelujah. I used to say ain't nobody had, hadn't missed God but me and Brother Hagin. But Brother Hagin's done been, gone on to be of the Lord, so that just leaves me. I hadn't missed it. You know, I'm giving an altar call right now for folks that ain't never missed it. And the next thing, I'm going to give an altar call for liars. Because I don't know anybody that ain't missed it. But it does not, see, missing it does not bother God. It is quitting that bothers God. He can't help you if you quit. Bless God if you fail miserably on your face. Get up and take off. Bless God. Father, forgive me and press on towards the mark of the high calling of God. God will not let you fail. God has got the grace of God extended to you if you'll operate in it. Unconditional favor. Not only save you, but to keep you saved. I asked the preacher, I said, what do you mainly preach? He said, well, I mainly try to keep my folks saved. I thought, well, you a harebrained. You ain't nothing. going to keep your folks saved. How are you going to keep them saved? By preaching? No. Ain't but one way to keep you saved, and that's by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He keeps you. He keeps you from all harm. Hallelujah. If you'll extend that, that's why people don't believe in divine healing. They don't know how good God is. They don't believe in the grace of God. You know, Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, let me tell you something. If he ever healed one blind man, he's obligated to heal them all if they operate like they did in the Bible. Amen? If he's ever saved one person, he's obligated to save everyone. Our God has not changed. Hallelujah. He's extended grace, not only in salvation, but also eternally keeping you from failure. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Titus, the second chapter. You ain't got to turn there. New English, New International Version, one Billy Graham likes. He said, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It is teaching us to say no to ungodliness 
worldly passion and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age, right in the middle of this thing. We can live for God. I like it. I'd rather run around with God than anybody I know. Do you know that? I like him better than any of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. I sometimes get out in the woods on my four-wheeler, just get off and lift my hands to God and say, Father, this day I lift my hands to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has made me able to be a partaker of the very inheritance in the saints in life. I'm an inheritance God. I'm inherited God's nature. I've inherited God's life. I ain't some old saved sinner. I'm a God man. I'm a God man. Say out loud, I'm a God man. Say it out loud. I'm a God man. Hallelujah. 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 You know, Old Testament. Old Testament. Psalms 145.8 said, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great of mercy. That word gracious, I looked it up and it said he's disposed to show favor. That's his disposition. What kind of disposition's God got? Oh, he's sitting up there with a ball bat just waiting on you to do wrong. He's going to knock a home run with your head. He'll knock it over the left field wall. If he don't, he'll skid it down third. He's going to knock you. Did you just wait till you walk before him? Well, see, that's a lie. God's not waiting. You, you ever heard them? They get around and make songs up. God's going to get you for that. Doodle, doodle, do. Isn't that right? God ain't going to get you for that. He's already got you. The grip of grace is upon you. And the Spirit of the living God will see that it's carried out if you'll act just like God said to act. Act like it's true. Don't worry about sin. Get sin out of your vocabulary. You know, I've seen preachers get to preaching on adultery, fornication, and all that stuff. You know, the next thing I know, they're in adultery and fornication. We've seen big ministries fall because of it. Well, I ain't going to preach on it. Amen? I don't believe it's a person here on the sound of my voice. I have to tell now, when y'all leave here, y'all try not to rob that filling station up there. Don't go in there and cuss that old boy out. Well, that's ignorant. You got something in you. You got something working. He said God's both working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's working in you. You live by what's on the inside of you, you'll live a good life. You'll wake up in the morning happy. I can remember a many day when I was a heathen. I just come to like a wild goose in the West Texas hailstorm. Just a where in the world am I at? I woke up one morning and fell knocking on my window in my car. I had the air conditioning running. He said, Mister, you're going to smother in that car. It was hot about 12 o'clock. I don't know how long I'd been there. I said, just uh, what town am I in? I seen a bridge. I was under a bridge. Had a brand new Pontiac. He said, you in Swedesport. <laughs> Didn't even know what town I was in. 
Well, you know, that's the way most Christians are. They don't know where they're at. They don't know if God will heal them. They don't know if God will bless them financially. They don't know nothing. They don't know what town they're in. They don't know who they're hooked up with. They think they're some kind of still, some old sinner. Well, you ain't no sinner. You have become a saint and a son of the Most High God with every blessing that Jesus has already bought and paid for. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me to Romans, the sixth chapter. We ought to read some kind of scripture. Hate to get off and say, well, Southern didn't even read a scripture today. And, uh, and someone will say, yeah, I told you, he didn't pay much attention to the Bible. Romans, the sixth chapter, the 14th verse. For sin, you can exchange that for Satan. You can exchange that for sickness, poverty, anything that came with the sin, the fall of man. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not. Say not. not. Say it loud. Not. not under the law. We're not under the old covenant. Now that's the Mosaic law he's talking about, where you had to do this or the curse come on you. And you had to do this or sickness would come. Or you had to do this, or your children would be carried off into captivity. And your eyes would look with warning. Let me tell you something, that's a curse. God's got something better for us. You're not under the law, but under grace. Woo, glory, hallelujah. What do you mean? I'm not under the do's and don'ts. Jesus didn't come to bring a new law. He came to bring grace. Truth and grace came by the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that, a new law. What kind? The love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Fifteenth verse. What then shall we, shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. In other words, are you ignorant? Are you dumb? Why, God forbid you that dumb. You don't have to sin. I don't have to go home this evening, and if my wife says something wrong, I don't have to cuss her out and get my plate broke. No, I don't have to do that. Amen? Can you say amen? When I go home uh, 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 this evening, I don't have to go get me a movie, a pornography or something. I'd hate to belittle myself and to do something like that. I wouldn't do that as a heathen. As a heathen. I always said that's like having a picture of a fifth of whiskey. I don't need no picture of nothing. Amen? That's gone. Ain't nothing like that gonna get a hold of me. Something's got a hold on me. What's got a hold? The grace of God. Something got a hold on me. Hallelujah. You don't know it, but I'm telling you right now, this is making me happy. I don't know about you, but I done preach me slap happy. Hallelujah. I love to just have a fit. I love to just forget about y'all and just go to dancing up here and just have a fit up here. Praise God. Not only he saved me, but he keeps me saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So well, you don't have to be kept. 
Everybody does. Something's keeping me right with God. I can walk in the presence of God. I come boldly. I don't slip in the back door. I come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace. I don't come in slipping and sliding. Hallelujah. 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 I wrote this down. New covenant. Grace. Now, old covenant, he gave them grace. They give them merit as long as they live right. Now, if they live right, he gave them grace. They, li- they didn't live right, they received the curse. Are you listening to me? We got a better covenant. Why is ours better? Jesus took the curse. You ain't got no curse under this thing. Don't allow it to come. Said, well, Brother Son, sometimes my finances ain't where it ought to be. Well, let me tell you what you do. You find you something that backs up your case like uh, tithing and giving and God himself. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me read you something. Someone just shout while I'm looking. It may take me 30 minutes. Second Corinthians 9, 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. That's plain enough, ain't it? God don't want you broke. You want, you want to be broke? You want to be broke? God wants to see you happy. That's why he extended favor. That's why he extended unconditional love. That's why he extended grace where you couldn't fail. Long as you bless God, get up, no matter if you fail 14 times. Uh, this morning early, I got up and turned the TV on. They had Rocky, Rocky II on there. He was fight, fighting Apollo Creed. How many of you ever seen the Rocky movies? You ought to see them. You ought to see them. You say, well, they're fighting and violent. Now, I don't care what they are. They got something in there. He knocked, Apollo Creed knocked him down enough that it it took practice to get up. I'm telling you, he kept knocking down. But at the end, he won. God don't mind you getting knocked down. Bless God, get up. Hallelujah. You got something on the inside of you. How many of you know we win? We win. We win. I've read the back over there in in Revelation. It said we win. Said I may fail 40 times, but I get up 40 times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. New covenant. Word grace is used only by God to express his free and tender affection to those who have no merit. You ain't got none. You ain't got no merit. Well, I thought you said I had merit. Well, I said, that's Jesus' merit. Set down to your credit. Jesus' merit and his standing is set down to your credit. My standing with God depends on one thing, Jesus. 
Yeah, but what if I fail? What if I do wrong? The curse will come and it, no, it won't let you expect it. 